one of the themes that the author was really trying to drive home was that you needed to remember the names of the final girls, not mm-hmm. necessarily the killers. Welcome back to another episode of Strong Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about the books we'd like to recommend. And I guess I'm going to introduce myself right now. Special guest yourself. Yes, because I finally read a book that was published this year. I don't do that very often, you know, with being a mom (laughs) and working full time. I just don't have a lot of time to read. Mm -hmm. But I am here to talk about the Final Girl Support Group. I have been all about horror books lately and horror movies. I guess I'm getting ready for Halloween a little bit early. (laughs) Studying. Yes. But um, this particular book was a lot of fun. And it did come out, I want to say what? Two months ago? It was very recently. Yes. Because um, there was a little bit of a hubbub because people thought it was related to the book The Final Girls, which is a mystery book as well, or thriller. Um, it is not at all related. Yes, it is not related. This is more, it's billed more as a horror slash thriller book. Mm-hmm. Um, although, honestly, the first uh, 60% of the book or so is really not that scary. Okay. You're following, um, it's actually seven total, but... It starts out with six total final girls from mm-hmm. various well-known slasher uh, movies mm-hmm. and franchises. But the author is clever and obviously doesn't want to get sued, so he very carefully renamed everything, but it is very recognizable for what the title is. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you've got the final girl from the Panhandle Meat Hook killing series, <laughs> as well as the survivor from Deadly Dreams mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Babysitter Murders, to name a few. Apparently, and I didn't do my research very closely, but apparently the author did name each of the final girls by using like very similar names to the actresses that played the final girls in the oh, actual movies, which is kind cool. of a neat bit of trivia. So the girls in here are, they're actresses. No, they okay. are actually survivors from real killings that oh, movies okay. were later made to okay. cover, you know, the whole based on a true story yes. thing. <laughs> These were actual survivors. They're dealing with their own trauma in very unique ways that um, does tie into what they experienced firsthand, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. So, for example, Marilyn, who was the person who unfortunately ran across some Texas cannibals. She is an avid vegan and likes to host a lot of parties and stuff, but insists on only serving vegan food. Yes. Or Heather, the survivor of the Dream King, uh, takes lots and lots of drugs, probably to avoid going to sleep. So each person is coping in their own healthy or unhealthy ways. Mm Mm-hmm. The main person that you're following is Lynette Tarkington, who she actually is a reference to a movie that I'd never seen. It's the Black Christmas series. Oh, okay. But in her case, um, she is coping with a very severe form of OCD coupled with paranoia. Pretty reasonable, given that she was attacked by not one, but two brothers, uh, both around the Christmas time. Oh, gosh. Both of her brothers? No. Uh, okay, it was, just sorry. They were two people who were yes, related. Yes, she was attacked by somebody that she picked up as a pen pal at one point. Oh, okay. And um, then eventually his brother came to try to finish the job that oh my gosh. the initial killer wasn't able to pull off. Oh, wow. So anyway, interesting things about her. She is kind of considered not a true final girl because she didn't kill her monster or the person yes. that attacked her, as many of the others have. Mm-hmm. Uh, her character development reminds me a lot of Laurie Strode from the latest um, 
Michael Myers movie. Mm -hmm. Just uh, that very hard edge trying to train herself constantly watching for what might be waiting for her around the corner. Yes. (laughs) And something else to kind of keep in mind with this is all of these women were attacked when they were teenagers, usually around high school, maybe early college. This is now several decades later. So they're in their late 30s, early 40s, Mm -hmm. um, still coping with what happened to them many, many years ago. And they've joined the support group to kind of try to heal together. So you said the first 60% is isn't very uh, horror leaning or um, is there like a hint of mystery? Are they are they trying to? Yes, do something? because okay. very early on, uh, Adrienne, who um, is from the summer murder or summer slaughter series. Oh, yes. Uh, in fact, her killer was Teddy Volker. <laughs> anyway, um, she ends up dead at the camp that she had basically renovated to kind of be a safe space for any of these surviving women to kind oh. of bond and work with each other. So mm-hmm. anyway, somebody sneaks into the camp and kills everyone, including her, except for one new final girl. Oh, no. So that is what kind of kicks off the story. I'm not giving away any spoilers there. Mm-hmm. And Lynette becomes convinced almost immediately that somebody is coordinating these attacks on all of the final girls. Mm-hmm. Um, her suspicions aren't invalid, given that not very long after she returns to her apartment from their final girl support group meeting, uh, she's attacked and her apartment is riddled with bullets. So oh, gosh. she immediately goes on the run and starts trying to figure out who she can trust, as well as communicate with all of the other final girls, despite all of their issues holding them back, mm-hmm. to let them know that there is a real danger to all of them once again. It seems like Lynette is proactive, whether it be the paranoia or or whatever. Um, Are the other final girls, do they believe her? Do they, are they trying to like shut it down? I think the book really leans heavily on her having such a paranoid OCD outlook that everybody else just thinks that she's overblowing the issue Mm -hmm. or connecting dots that never should have been connected in the first place. And as the reader, you're kind of suspecting that as well, Mm -hmm. because it does seem like everything is somewhat loosely connected, but you can't really see how. It seems very similar. I I read the other non-related Final Girls book. (laughs) But I'm kind of glad you did because that makes it a good talking point. Yes. And it it seems very similar in that um, the perspectives are a little different. The first, the person you're following in the Final Girls book, she has made in her head the perfect life. But it's interesting, I think that there are two unrelated books like about that like phenomenon of being the final girl and i did notice on goodreads because i after i finished the book i decided to go read and just see what people were saying about Mm -hmm. it people were referencing the other one saying hey is this the same story all over again and i don't think so now you do Mm -hmm. see another character that is living in denial that's marilyn's character the vegan i mentioned Mm -hmm. Um, she just basically wants to be a kept socialite she's wealthy she married wealthy and likes to Mm -hmm. hold her little gatherings and stuff and has very highly armed security to help (laughs) make sure that she gets to have her parties uninterrupted yeah but apart from that she kind of likes to put this veneer of success over everything and pretend like nothing ever happened yeah and that and that is a lot the main character of the other series um keely like pretending nothing ever happened but i think lynette as a main character makes more sense because she would be more like active in responding to these things because of like I mean sadly like because of she's paranoid and um, she also has severe survivor's guilt so yeah. I think on some levels she recognizes the other girls as like her chance to actually save somebody mm-hmm. but she has to overcome her very real anxiety about yeah. being put in a dangerous situation so that she can save somebody and does she have any people who are helping her out during this is she too afraid to trust anybody 
she tries her best. Like I said, she's got the other five girls, and mm-hmm. there's a sixth one that you learn about later in the story. I'll tell you a little bit about her because she's another interesting take on the final girl trope. Um, she does have at least one person that she briefly lets her guard down, but not not too much. She ends up stealing his car. So <laughs> she will use people to get by and try to um, then cut contact as quickly as she can. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. She's trying to stay away from people. (laughs) Throughout the book, you see different snippets. So you see reviews of the movies that were based on these true events. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the final girls were involved in the production, the direction, the writing or something of their Mm -hmm. franchise. So that's how some of them were able to make an income, despite the fact that they didn't really want to go out into the working world or, Mm -hmm. you know, expose themselves to danger and stuff. But um, you also see diary entries or uh, interviews with the police officers, different things like that between each chapter. Mm -hmm. And you can see in one of hers, she keeps a diary and she's very concerned because I want to say she's on like plant number 13 or something. But she has decided that this plant she's going to keep for better or for worse. And she's named it the final plant, which she calls it fine for short. (laughs) And uh, it's kind of an adorable facet of hers. You see that survival survivor's guilt coming out but you also Mm -hmm. see like this determined attachment to a plant just to feel like she's attached to something yes and and able to make a difference yes even if it's just keeping a plant alive keeping fine alive (laughs) which sadly props to her i cannot keep any plants alive it is harder than it looks i think uh a plant can grow outside in the crack of a sidewalk but if you bring it inside suddenly it's the neediest thing in the world yes (laughs) there is um a point made that of this group of final girls, you still have your stoner, you still have your slut, you still have your jock. That's like... very funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the other thing that was really interesting toward the end, and I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because I don't want to spoil it, it does start talking about why the villains in all of these films always use close-range weapons. Mm-hmm. And so it starts playing with the idea of, well, what happens if you do give the villain an automated rifle? Yeah. So... Do you think this is a good book for people who um, don't read too much horror, but like horror movies, like since it is kind of like based on slasher? Yeah, because honestly, slasher doesn't really translate very well in text. Part of the point of slasher is that, you know, jump scare, facet, um, Mm -hmm. unexpected, not knowing where something's going to come or Mm -hmm. what direction it's going to come from. So anybody that is into the movies and kind of likes having that nostalgia factor, it's a lot of fun. Okay. It does have a little bit of a mystery feel to it because mm-hmm. you do start running through a list of suspects about who might be coordinating these attacks on the different women. Okay. And is it ever... Is it one person? Is it... Like, I mean, that's kind of a spoiler, but does it ever feel like it is bigger than just, like, a normal slasher film where there's just a person coming after you? It does feel bigger. And okay. there is a large pool of candidates about who it might be especially oh, no. because you can see on some of the different forums and stuff people mm-hmm. who have become either fans of the killers or have decided that they hate the final girls and the final girls didn't decide to live or deserve to live like you see some different like yeah. elements of that incorporated into the story that checks out <laughs> uh, one of the other really interesting like exiles from the final girl support group was a girl that they dubbed crazy christy or crazy chrissy Anyway, um, part of what made her lose her spot in the group was she would she started corresponding with the different killers from their jail cells oh. so that she could sell murderbilia and commission artwork from them. And that became, you know, so abhorrent to the rest of the group yeah. that they ended up kicking her out. So 
was she res- she was corresponding with her own killer too all or? of them she became of kind them. of a dealer of sorts wow oh gosh yeah no i can see why they would want her out yes. um, especially the people who are trying to pr- pretend it didn't happen or move past it uh and the scenes with her were delightfully creepy was she was she herself creepy yes because she even kind of sets up a museum of murderbilia in oh, her okay. own home <laughs> So she's going like the opposite direction with yes, this. Yes, it's like, kind of her, embracing it. Yeah, her version of of quote unquote getting over it was just to dive right into it. Yes. Uh, who else would you recommend this book for? Oh, like I said, if you want, if there's somebody who is into kind of thriller kind of stuff, they mm-hmm. might enjoy it. Um, Do you honest- think someone who likes nor like general like mystery thriller would like this, even though it does veer into it, horror? It did feel like there were enough plot twists okay. that I think a mystery person would be happy reading it. Okay, and also the end makes up for it with uh, quite a lot of graphic violence. But <laughs> a lot of the violence up until the end feels retrospective mm-hmm. because it's described in these movie plots or different things like that. Um, it's not actively in the moment. You're kind of seeing what these girls lived through. Okay, well, it sounds really interesting. Uh, I'll have to pick it up just so I can compare it to the other Final Girls. Now I am very curious. <laughs> yeah, just to see what the differences are. Um, it's an interesting trope to to play with in in horror. I feel like it requires a certain amount of like self-awareness when you're writing the book, which can make it much better. To I kept expecting it to be more horror comedy, and it really mm-hmm. didn't feel that comedic. Yeah. But I was okay with that given the way the subject was handled. Okay. So, for example, one of the themes that the author was really trying to drive home was that you needed to remember the names of the final girls, not mm-hmm. necessarily the killers, which yes. I felt like was interesting. It's um, something that's neglected in a lot of the films. I think it's always interesting when horror and thriller points out like failings of its own genre. Yes. Um, because there are a lot of them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> are there any other interesting things that you wanted to bring up uh, about the book or the way it was written or the subject matter? Well, I do have to bring up just because it's funny. Um, the cover for both the large print book and the regular print book just features a folding chair on it, just like you would find in some sort of support recovery yes. group. Anyway, I took this with me on vacation, and my son just looked at me and like wrinkled up his nose and was like, are you seriously reading a book about chairs? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I am. It's a chair. I mean, it's chairs are very supportive. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us <laughs> for joining you <laughs> yes uh with your review i'm happy that we finally got you on here uh to talk about something i think the last thing was like x cop or something i know something really dumb and yeah. really fast that i could read quickly exactly so. so i'm glad you got a chance to sit down and uh and actually get through a book without life getting in the way thank you and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations bye